It is officially regular season game week. We are just days away from the start of the regular season, and we're bringing back a good old-fashioned Locked on Predators favorite segment, Plus Minus. It is our first Plus Minus of the season. We'll take a look at the highs and lows of the Predators preseason so far today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at onthefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at insidethepreds.com. And I have a question for you. Okay. Are you ready to feel the burn? (laughs) By feel the burn, I mean, are you ready to feel the SC burn? I mean, yes, a hundred percent. Who is not ready for this? Yeah. So today, of course, is the final preseason game of the Preds schedule. And it's not just a normal preseason game. The Preds are in Switzerland right now to take on SC Burn. That game is coming up this afternoon. And uh, yeah, SC Burn has quite a few uh, Predators connections. Remember, this was Rowan Yossi's childhood team. This was the team he was playing on when he got drafted. Uh, he played for them during the 2012 lockout. John Tavares was also on that team. Fun story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, all the way back to the 2004-2005 lockout, J.P. Dumont played for SC Burn. And SC Burn currently captained by Simon Moser, a f- former Pred for like 20 minutes that I'm sure some of you uh, remember. Our, our boy uh, Eric Denae certainly remember. <laughs> I uh, love that. Yeah. yeah. So so certainly uh, in SC Burn, you know they've they've got a couple of like NHL players mm-hmm. uh, on the team. Casper Dogovins, Eric Jelena, Cody Gullibuff. Uh, Dominic Cahoon, who of course was a like a big player for a while. So yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some players on here. They got some players. They do. It's going to be good. They got some players. Uh, and I think you and I we were talking before this, and it's just like seeing all the tweets and stuff from Ugh. the team and the players, and it's just the jealousy is kicking in. And we're kind of debating. We're like. Could we write this off as a work trip? Mm-hmm. Like if we just booked something to Switzerland and Prague in the next, I don't know, 12 don't minutes, know, like, like 12 minutes or so, <laughs> like yeah. would, would it count? Like it, it's yeah. got to count as a work trip, right? Like we got this kind of credit for that. Like this was, this was our, this was our time to shine, Nick, because here's the deal. In Bern, Switzerland, we have a family friend who lived there. He was in the 1960s, the early 1960s. He was a foreign exchange student from Switzerland who lived with my grandparents in Titusville, Pennsylvania. Peter Berger. And we've stayed friends with Peter and Christine Berger. They're, they have two grown children now. They're grandparents now. But tons of my family have gone to Bern to visit Peter and Christine. We could have had like free lodging. 
Peter and Christine would have hosted us. We could have done Switzerland, hopped a plane to Prague, greatest city I've ever been in. We have missed our window. Like this was our time to shine. We should have been there. And the and like here, predators, super happy for y'all. Like really happy you're having this experience, but like don't need to see it on Twitter because it is actually physically painful to see all of these gorgeous scenic tweets of burn where we should be yeah and, and well, yet here we are well this has been on my bucket list for a while oh. i was in uh, zurich for 12 hours during a layover mm -hmm. earlier summer it felt like such a tease i don't know it feels like you dropped the ball though you had actual connections. did yeah i did when this was I'm announced pinning, i'm pinning the fact that we're not there on you I will, you know what? I will walk in that. I own that because when this was announced, I was like, this is, this is my trip. Like, this is my trip. It's burn with Peter and Christine Berger, super fun. And then it's Prague, my favorite place I've ever been. And it's all hockey. Like literally this is my trip of a lifetime and I didn't have a valid passport. And so this is all my fault. And I will spend the rest of this yeah. podcasting season trying to make it up to you, but pretty much I can't because there, there better the be ball. a whole <laughs> lot of fireball shots take out until <laughs> the end of the season. Yes. Just to forget that, you know, we weren't there. Yeah. Um, so there, of course, is, uh, I guess, a little bit of housekeeping that the Nashville Predators actually want to do in this final preseason game. I expect mm -hmm. we're going to get a very healthy dose of Roman Yossi and Nino Niederreiter for obvious reasons. But, hey, the Predators do have roster battles going on right now. Uh, they're going to need to trim that roster. And so this is kind of the last gasp to kind of see who's going to be uh, – on that uh, that opening night roster when uh, they they play against San Jose in Prague this weekend, um, so yeah, the Predators announced that the 27 player roster that's going to be part of the Global Series. No real surprises on that one, Anna. No, a lot of people were kind of crossing their fingers a little mm -hmm. bit for Yuso Parsonen to maybe make a run with this team, but um, you know maybe that was like the only one that I said, huh, okay. But, you know, him him being in Milwaukee certainly isn't like a far-fetched thing. And right. he's going to get some time to grow under Carl Taylor, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, time with Carl Taylor is really good for pretty much everybody's game. So I think everybody was disappointed. He absolutely had a phenomenal preseason. I think Yuso Parsonen really came out and was consistently good. But I agree with you. I think just a year in the AHL, this is not his only shot. I, I really believe that Parsonen is going to be somebody that's going to be in the NHL eventually. So this is just kind of a slower trajectory for him, but looked fantastic all preseason. Just really consistently good. So, you know, a little disappointing, but not surprising and, and really the right decision, of course. But yeah, I, I think the the roster is interesting. Um, Zach Sanford, Kiefer Sherwood, Rem Pitlick 2.0, Mark Jankowski. So we, you know, there's some guys in Europe that I think they're still kind of sifting through. Um, but, you know, it's it's a nice, they have a nice roster, pro roster problem to have in that they are selecting from a pool of potential. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see who they put out on the ice uh, today against Burn 
I think that will be kind of their chance to try out maybe what they think their final pairings and lines might be. So it'll be interesting to see what the lineup is coming out today. But um, all in all, like this is not a bad roster problem to have for the Nashville Predators. Yeah, and it's funny. We talked about the fourth line a lot. We've talked about mm-hmm. Keeper, Gerard, and Zach Sanford and stuff. You mentioned Mark Jankowski. Yeah. Uh, that is a guy that we haven't really talked about this preseason. He's kind of been quiet compared to somebody like uh, Zach Sanford, Kiefer Sherwood, even somebody like Michael McCarron. He hasn't really stood out. But it's funny because the fact that he's still here mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you look at his size, you kind of look at his skill set, and you look and you're like saying it's like, I know John Hines. I know David Poyle. This is the type of player they like. And mm-hmm. if they go for like that kind of like the gritty, tougher fourth line, it's like, uh, yeah, that's a guy we haven't really talked about that might have a roster spot when the Preds get back from mm-hmm. Europe. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like you said, he didn't maybe jump off the ice at anybody, but I think he did exactly what we think of as a you know, David Poyle, John Hines, hard to play against identity fourth line. So be interesting to see where he sifts out, you know, 28 years old, he's played, you know, 270 some games in the NHL. So, you know, he's seen some things, he's had some time on ice. Um, So that may work in his favor, but he's one of those ones where I'm interested to see like, Hey, where are you going to, where are you going to shake out at? How's this all going to fall into place? So today's lineup's going to be, um, I think, uh, a pretty good glimpse at where they're going to be Friday, but you never know. Could always throw them in there. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, we're excited to see that game today. It's facing off at 1 o'clock Central mm-hmm. Time. I think yep. that's what I have written down. All right. Yep. It's, it's good to know my schedule's in the same place. Uh, so <laughs> we'll have a little bit of a recap for you coming up. Uh, in a future show. But today, we want to take a look back. So we're breaking out the first plus minus of the season. We're going to be looking at stuff that's good, give it a plus, stuff that's bad, give it a minus. We're going to do that in just a second. But first, want to welcome a new sponsor to the Lockdown Predators family. Uh, today's show brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't need to earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own little nook. They protect me with cutting edge security technology powered 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agent call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Uh, so if you go somewhere and you got pets, you know, you got kids at home, uh, anything like that, Simply Safe can protect them as well. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 
Uh, simply says monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Ann. It is time for Plus Minus. It's our first one of the year. This is like one of our favorite segments that we did last year. I know. I love it. I'm, And this just really means that hockey is back. Like when yeah. the Plus Minus comes out of the cabinet, it is hockey time, my friends. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who are newer to Locked on Predators, we did this all last year. Basically what we do is we take things that we liked about the past week in Preds hockey, things that were really good. We give them a plus. And then we take things that maybe could use some improvement or things that didn't exactly go to plan. And we give that a minus. So, and let's get the season started. Shall we give us, give us a plus from the first four games of preseason so far. All right, so this is a plus that I was determined in my heart to be a minus from the get-go. And yet here I am. This is a minus that is 100% in the plus column. And that is Kevin Lankinen. Okay, full disclosure, this signing did not please me. I was like, what are you doing? You are wronging my boy Connor Ingram. There is no reason for this. You just spent a a million and a half dollars that you could have given me to go to Prague and burn. Um, I was no, determined. Don't, don't blame Lincoln in for that. That's still your I fault. know. That's still on me. <laughs> I was just trying to pass the million and a half bucks. But um, I was determined not to like this move. I was determined not to like this signing. You looked at his stats when he was with Chicago. Not terrific. This is a bad move. What are they thinking? Connor Ingram has earned this chance to be the backup. Kevin Lincoln, and I apologize to you. You are a fat plus for this preseason. I think Lincoln has looked incredible this preseason. He has played so well in net. Um, he's looked good in training camp anytime that he has been net. Um, I was at the game on Thursday when he was playing against Tampa Bay with a friend of mine, and she kept saying to me, whoever that is, is so good. Like, you know, he just made some really high quality saves. And she kept saying, he's really good. He's really good. And I'm like, I know we didn't want to like him, but here's Kevin Lankinen killing it. So my first plus is Lankinen. He wants to be here. He has spoken so highly of the franchise and he is absolutely taking advantage of every minute he has in net. So thank you, Kevin Lankinen. You get the first plus of the season. Yeah, Golding in general has kind of been a plus. Mm-hmm. Aros did very, very well in his debut. Uh, Connor Ingram had a rough first game, but he bounced mm-hmm. back uh, in the second half of that game the other night with a really, really good performance too. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have to like what you've seen from Fred's goaltending so far in preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of liking what you're seeing, I am going to give a shout-out, Anne, to – Cody Glass. Oh, yes. I put this tweet out uh, after, I can't remember, it was one of his second games where it's just becoming harder and harder to envision a scenario where Cody Glass is not on this team full-time this coming 
season. Um, you know, the, the first game he played, he stood right between uh, Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne. We were talked about that game a little bit where it's like, okay, yeah, he's actually proving he can be like on a top line scoring. Uh, and as we mentioned, he like it wasn't like a situation where he was just kind of piggybacking off those other two guys. He was mm-hmm. actively creating plays for them you know, getting them in open, being like what a first-line center should be. And then his his next couple of preseason games, he kind of got demoted back to almost like a depth role, like what he would be sort of during the regular season, and he excelled at that too. He played with Ellie Tolvanen. Uh, those two had some pretty good chemistry. Um, he's very good on the power play, took a yes. little bit of special teams time. So he's been doing it all. And, you know, as we talked about what the fourth line is going to be, maybe you want that to kind of be a like a 3A and 3B situation where maybe Cody Glass is kind of the more two-way high scoring sort of third line. And then the the herd lines, you're kind mm-hmm. of 3B, like they're like the checking line that you throw out there. You know, if that's the case – Cody Glass has proven that, yeah, he can handle that. He can go out there for 15 minutes, 16 minutes a night if needed and play in whatever role you need him. And so that's that's my my take on, on Cody Glass. I just don't see a situation um, where he shouldn't be on this team full time when the season starts. I 100% agree with you. And I'm so glad. Cody Glass has been such an interesting story to follow you know, definitely had not a linear path in in his early years in the NHL. He's really been through some things, but I love what we've seen from him in the preseason. I really feel like you said this is somebody who is ready for NHL minutes and last season at the beginning of the year just wasn't. And he's done the work. And I and I really I agree with you. I can't envision a roster that doesn't have glass on it because I think he adds so much. You mentioned on special teams. So I I agree with you 100%. I need Cody Glass to be on this team because somehow I have gotten like very emotionally invested in his success and it's just been awful. <laughs> you, he's not your um Rem Pit like 2.0. No, I still no. Is that the last battle of camp Sherwood versus Glass for who gets to be Pit like 2.0? There you go. Let's see what they put down this afternoon and and let's revisit this because, you know, But I do, like, I heard uh, in one of his uh, press conferences or one of his media moments, he was saying, like, this, you know, this may be my last chance. And the mom in me is like, stop it, speak life. Like, this is not your last chance. You're, like, 16 years old. And don't put so much pressure on yourself. But he has done everything right through some difficult circumstances. So, 100%. Cody Glass, you are a fat plus. I actually just kind of want to amend that and just say, really, everybody vying for that fourth line, mm-hmm. they deserve a plus because there's yeah. a lot of people. Zach Sanford, Michael McCarron, uh, Kiefer Sherwood, Ellie Tolvanen has had a good mm-hmm. preseason. A lot of players have done very, very well this preseason. We haven't even really mentioned Cole Smith, and Cole Smith is a oh guy my gosh. who has played pretty well when he's played too, so... Yeah, I mean, the, all all the guys on fourth line, this isn't a situation where it's like, oh, God, who's going to be the last couple of people who have to jump in and fill yes. the cluster? You actually have a good choice of players who have played very, very well. So there's going to be depth there when the season begins. 
Yeah. And it's, it's a great thing for the Nashville. It's a great problem for the Nashville predators to have. It kind of sucks that they have to make their decision in a condensed season with maybe a little bit less time than they would like and a few fewer preseason games than they would like to make this decision. But man, this is a great problem to have. So way to go Nashville predators, like a plethora of options. Yeah. Good job. Good way job. To, well done. Uh, all right. Well, it can't all be sunshine and rainbows, Anne. No. We need some minuses. Who are you giving a minus to? All right. My first minus, and this is somebody that we were just talking about in a plus column, so this might seem a little bit weird, but my first minus does not go to this player so much as it is about sort of this player, and that's Ellie Tolvanen. And look, Ellie Tolvanen, again, like you said, he's he's had a pretty good camp. My only thing is the one Ellie Tolvanen had a good season last season. Like his game well-rounded. He had a good season. Ex Don't you give me that face. I see your face. I see your face. But Ellie really season? In most respects, he did 90% of what they would want from a player to do. His 200 foot game was very good. He just wasn't scoring. And I really wanted him to come into training camp and I wanted him to just set the twine on fire. Like, that's all I wanted. Like, that was my big hope. Like, you know, dear Santa, please bring Ellie Tolvin in just dozens of preseason goals. And that's still not quite happened. Um, so for me, that's a little bit of a minus. I really worry that that's almost more of a mental thing for him. Hopefully, you know, it will work itself out. But for me, Ellie Tolvanen scoring is just a little bit of a minus, not Ellie Tolvanen himself. Because again, I think 90% of his game is excellent. But the scoring, eee. Well, we'll see. Like, again, the, the fact that they put him with glass a couple games makes me mm -hmm. think that, you know, that's what John Hines wants to go with. Uh, but he's also kind of just been like the the floating man in some of these preseason games, too. So uh, it's very interesting uh, to see what they're going to go with. Um, one more minus from me, Anne, and it is a player mm -hmm. we have talked about a lot this offseason. I'm uh, kind of interested to get your take on it. But before we do that, want to remind you tomorrow, you know how we've been doing Central Division crossovers all week. Well, tomorrow uh, we got one coming up with Seth Dupal from Locked on Wild. We're going to be recording with him later today uh, to get our insights on the Minnesota Wild and what they're going to be like sans uh, Kevin Fiala. Our, our little Swiss boy, our other little Swiss boy, mm -hmm. is off to LA Kings. So we're going to see how the Wild uh, are going to fare without him and where we think they now fall into that Central Division hierarchy. So that's going to be a fun show coming up tomorrow on Locked on Predators. All right, Ann. Uh, I mentioned I have a minus. Might be a little bit of a controversial one. Is a play right. talked about a lot. I'm going to have to give a minus so far to Phil Tomasino. Now, here's the thing. Uh, okay. Now, uh, don't, don't give me that. <laughs> Go ahead. Are we just going to, like, crap on each other's minuses here? Yeah, the, the minuses, we're not getting along. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, that second line, Ryan Johansson and Nino Niederreiter, uh, have been fired. When they're yes. with another really good chemistry with one, two, we assume the other person on that line was Phil Tomasino. They've been the line. 
-hmm. He just sort of, doesn't he kind of just seem like an extra man out there? It doesn't seem like he's really gelling with the two. Like like Ryan Johansson and Nino Niederreiter will make some really good plays together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but it's also like, you know, Phil Thomasine's out there and it just seems like there's something, you know, that still needs, I'm not going to say like off, but you can see like little moments where they're not all quite on the same page. Um, and that's, that's kind of disappointing because I was really hoping to see Phil Tomasino thrive on that line and kind of mm-hmm. jump up and take control of spot. Now he's had a pretty decent pre, like we've seen him in camp and right. he's pretty good. Um, but the, the games itself has been a little, left to be desired like you can tell there's still definitely some work there uh ryan johansson said as much after the first game he said it just kind of felt like everybody maybe was like a step off or something like that um you know and obviously ryan johansson and nino niederreiter have found that chemistry but it still seems like uh thomasino maybe a step behind and i know he was kind of working with some other lines too so um yeah it's it maybe gives you the thought that maybe John Hines is kind of reevaluating things. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see what the lineups are like here, but yeah, Thomasino, at least in the preseason games itself, I would have liked mm-hmm. to see more from him. I would agree with the part where you say in the preseason games, I would have liked to see more from him, but I will tell you this. That's what this is I, about. Yeah. In, in training camp, I, I think for the most part, what I saw when when um, Nita Ryder and Johansson and Tomasino were together looked really good in training camp. It looked better in training camp. So there is a little bit of a yeah that it didn't translate maybe as well in the preseason games in kind of the competitive setting. But I will I, I will say that. I will say that I still have a lot of hope for this line. I still say that I saw lots of glimpses of tons of potential with them. Also, you you do have to wonder, though, like, uh, I think it was Friday's game, or maybe it was Thursday's game. It's all kind of a blur when the preseason games are like doubleheaders and back-to-back. Um, but uh, Johansson, Niederreiter, and I think Sherwood were together, and Tomasino wasn't on that second line. And so it was one of those where, like, okay, John Hines, just a little heads up let us in. Are you just testing Sherwood out? Are you using this as an opportunity to evaluate Sherwood some more? Or is this something about Tomasino that, you know, you're not telling us? And of course, can't read John Hines' mind. So here we are. Um, But I really don't, do not despair, my friend. Do not despair because really in this in the scrimmages at, at training camp, I felt like that line had a lot of punch to it. And maybe they just need a little more time together to get there. So in preseason games, I would agree with you, but I will say that don't give up hope. Don't give up hope, Nick. I I will not give up hope. Um, you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's get back to, to the hope side. Uh, how about a few more pluses to end the show on? And give me another plus. Okay. Well, I'm 
gonna just reiterate a plus that we've talked about earlier and that for me is key for Sherwood this guy yeah. you know and we talked about him we talked about him with our friends at Locked On Avalanche you know they loved him in Colorado he had a phenomenal season with the Colorado Eagles um, great uh, scoring in the league he was like third in goals in the league fifth in points overall in the AHL last season so this is somebody who's really coming to the Predators in a really great position where he's you know just his game is working well for him and I think it's translating very easily he's an easy fit to fit into kind of the Predators identity because that's his natural game his natural game is a little bit um disruptive very for checky if that's a word so Kiefer Sherwood for me is somebody when he was signed I was like really y'all like we we're waiting for Philip Forsberg and you give us a Kiefer Sherwood announcement like yeah. that's what you give us um but this has been a delight to me. So, you know, a huge plus for me and not to, you know, beat that dead horse, but Kiefer Sherwood, fat plus for me. Yeah. Um, and my last plus, and mm -hmm. going off the ice to a somebody we kind of talked about, Connor Ingram. Oh. Not necessarily for his play on the ice. Yes. For his tweets this week. Oh, his social media game. We know what, what kind of guy um, Connor Ingram is. He is a delightful person. We love him. Uh, his, his tweets from Switzerland <laughs> have been absolute bangers this week. First off, uh, you know, his, his joke about Switzerland just got here. Uh, what, what do you say? He's like, I, I've heard their, pla their flag is a big yes. plus. Yeah, excited to see what Switzerland's about. Already know the flag is a big plus. Like, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Then brilliant. He, the uh, the throwback picture today. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to go check out his Twitter mm -hmm. feed. Basically, what was like a, a model UN where he was Switzerland dressed in like these little like yodeler <laughs> lederhosen kind of things, and he's like, yes. I confirm nobody here dresses like this anymore. <laughs> it was so y'all. If you are not following Connor Ingram on Twitter, your life is not filled with as much joy as is available to you. So it's CB Ingram one, do yourself a favor because you have to see the picture of him dressed as Switzerland because he's in like, like Nick said, like kind of like put together like homemade lederhosen. And then he's got these like knee socks pulled up and, and like barn boot kind of thing. It is, it is spectacular. And it, just you look at you look at eighth grade Connor Ingram and you think, man, you have come a long way, baby. Like, look at you in the NHL. <laughs> do you he is, think, he's a win. Do you think David Poyle hates puns and that's why he went out and signed Kevin Lankinen? <laughs> do you think like, do you think like uh Connor Ingram just like walked by and just dropped like some dad joke and David Poyle's like absolutely the hell not. We are getting a different backup goalie. You know you what he did? to be around here for 82 games doing that kind of humor. Doing that. This is what I think Connor Ingram spent much of training camp doing is he stood next to David Poyle when David Poyle was evaluating fourth line players. And David Poyle would say, wow, that number 44, he, you know, he could be a fourth liner. And what does Connor Ingram say? He sure would, Nick. You're just taking my joke from Nick. Last yeah. I would love to put you and Connor Ingram together for like a pun off. There we go. I yeah. mean, like, that's why we should be in Switzerland right now. 
one of the, the this, this we could have been on a business trip if you would have just reached out to Peter Burger. Which I know. sounds delicious, by the way. <laughs> like that it's is so delicious. wonderful. Yeah. Like that it's is so that wonderful. is like a knockoff like fifties diner chain that existed in like nineteen ninety two. No, it's really a person. He lived with my grandparents as a high school exchange student. And what is so cool is like my he stayed close with my grandfather passed away a long, long time ago. But he was very close with my grandmother. Like she would fly over there when she was like eighty five years old and hang out with Peter and Christine Berger in Switzerland because like that's the best life that we're not living. Like. My grandmother lived our best life, Nick, and here we are podcasting from home. Yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> Would have been podcasting from Switzerland. Yeah, you know, know, that's I'm, my bad. I'm I'm gonna give you a few days to redeem yourself. Okay. That's um, a minus. That's a minus. That, that is a minus. That is a big minus. Um, but you know what? Hey, we got more shows to do this week. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Lockdown Predators YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you're subscribed if you're listening to this just via your ears, uh, wherever you get your podcast from Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all the big ones. We're on there. Just search Lockdown Predators. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And as always, follow the show at LO underscore Predators. Tweet us. Say hi. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.